All right, I'm going to do another video for y'all. I'm in the other bedroom. The other room, this is my office, this is where I work normally. Um, I want you guys, this, you can't see the video that well. I know you can. It's, it's, I'm sorry. The way this is set up, I, I can rearrange it and change it around, but I just, I don't feel like it right now. So, I just want y'all to listen, but if you want to go and actually watch the video, it's on YouTube. Why is it not going back like I asked it to? I did not ask you to start. Okay. So this is video is called Don't Keep Your Money in the Bank, Prince Donnell. And I want y'all to listen to this. I just ran across it. And the reason why I want y'all to listen to it is because I heard somebody else say this earlier today in another video. So I was like, damn, where you hear something more than one time, you better listen. So just listen. If you can't see the video that well, I apologize. But um, I'll uh, get things straight. I'm trying not to so y'all can't see. A whole lot of what's going on in the, in the background there. All right. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and hit play. Turn the volume up as high as I can. Because this is the... This is a Roku TV. And the volume is not that great on these things. Well, I can, I can adjust the volume though too. Hold on one second. Leveling. Okay. There is a, I thought there was a way that you could go and y'all know how I get. I have my squirrel moments, my regular listeners. Y'all know I got my squirrel moments. Screen volume, audio, default. I think I'm about to go out of this and see if I can turn, get the volume up to high. Hold on, y'all. Um, shit. How do you get to? Okay, my sons make fun of me all the time because they be trying to figure shit out. They didn't help me with this getting on video. I want y'all to know I figured this shit out on my own because they won't help me with nothing. Um, let me see. Sound settings. Yeah, I don't need that. Audio output. Menu volume. Oh, that's for this. Okay, I was thinking I could... Oh, I was thinking I could change the... That's only for this thing here. The click. It could get. It gets lower and lower if you... Uh, oh, shit, I don't want that. I didn't want that. What the fuck? Okay. I get confused on what buttons to hit on this thing sometimes. Okay, let's go back to... That is so annoying. But every time you turn the TV on, the, the setting adjusts. I had it on low. Oh, look at that elephant man. Oh, I cried so hard. All right, no, that's not what I want. Library. All right, we're going to have to pause him again. Well, that comes as a surprise to many. Hold but on. for some of you, oh, I can never do this right. 
All right, so it's loud enough for y'all to hear. So go ahead and take a listen. I'm gonna turn it up a little bit more. All right, go ahead and take a listen. This is some really important, good information. So, and y'all lucky I wanna share it with you. Ladies and gentlemen, do not keep all of your money in the bank. I know this may not come as a surprise to many, but for some of you who don't understand how banking and investing works, I want to break this down for you today so you can make better financial decisions. Before that, what's up, y'all? I'm Prince Donnell, founder of the Jumping Jack Tax franchise, and welcome to my page. We're currently at... Now, he said bank. Now, I was told a long time ago, don't put your money in a bank because banks are supposed to be insured by FDIC. So if you have more than say, FDIC only insures your money up to so much. So if something happens with the economy and they can't get your money to you or they run out of money or something happens with the money, they can only insure you for so much money, no matter how much you got in the bank, no matter how much it says you have in the bank. You, if Okay, so for example, if you have $200,000 in the bank, I'm probably talking to the Ukrainians right now, but... Anyway, if you have, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a dig. I apologize. That's not a laughing matter, but I'm a little salty right now. If you have $200,000 in the bank and FDIC insures the bank and they insure for $100,000, that's all you're going to get. You ain't going to get your $200,000. So that's what I understood when, you know, it's told to me, don't put your money in a bank. Now with credit unions, it's different. The insurance for your money is different. So you guys go and call your banks, your credit unions, or your financial institutions where you're keeping your money and make sure that you know if something were to happen, if you can get your money out. Um, one thing I will tell you that a lot of people do not know, and I am so shocked and surprised at this, is that if you go with any financial financial institution, make sure you deal with those who do not charge you to have a checking account with them. Every month, some banks will charge you a monthly fee if you don't have so much money in your account. If you don't have, if you have less than a hundred dollars, they'll charge you ten dollars. So if you have eighty bucks in there, and you know then they'll charge you $10 on top of that. So then you have 70 So they're, cause they're taking that 10 away. So don't get with banks that offer free checking accounts, overdraft fees. Make sure you pay attention to the wording for the overdraft fees. And I know a lot of y'all saying I'm too tired for all that. Y'all need to pay attention to this. I'm telling you this money thing, money is about to go away. But pay attention to it now while it's still here because you're going to need to know certain information so that if something happens, you cannot say that nobody didn't tell you or that you didn't know. So no complaining if anything happens and you can't get to your money. So, all right, go ahead and continue listening. I apologize for interrupting. 85,000 subscribers. It's been a long journey thus far over these past six months since fully going 
into this YouTube channel and providing you with so much education and knowledge. Thank you for following me across this uh, this time. And uh, for those of you that are not subscribed, please subscribe. Please watch back all of the previous videos and the knowledge that we give on taxes, LLCs, S-Corps, the bank accounts that you're going to need, uh, different financial topics around taxes and life insurance. And with that, owning a franchise, uh, a tax franchise, if you need taxes done, personal and business, life insurance, bookkeeping, tax planning um, if you need any of these services we can assist you one of our financial professionals can help text info to 267-792-0185 again info to 267-792-0185 with that said let's jump right into it don't keep all of your money in the bank uh, two reasons why I say this uh, but I want to start off by giving you guys a little bit of history about me I've worked in banking since I was 18 years old. I started off at a small bank called Republic Bank. That's where I got my first uh, experience in banking. I started off as a bank teller. For those who don't know, I know how to count cash really fast because I used to have to do it at the bank as a teller. And uh, from a bank teller, I moved over to TD Bank where I became a banker where I'm opening up bank accounts, talking to clients about credit cards and et cetera. And then I actually became a financial services representative, what's called an FSR, and I actually got licensed. Um, and I got my life accident and health insurance license where I was selling life insurance through the bank and annuities. So uh, for those that didn't know that banks offer life insurance <sighs> and annuities, absolutely. Sorry, it's a huge driver of their profitability. Home. They just don't market it to the public because what's being marketed to you oh, is a checking account, a free checking account that you walk into, open this free checking account up, and then the profitability begins from there after you deposit your money, which we'll talk about in a second. But my job also was to offer additional services to you after you open up your account where hey you know life insurance annuities and different things depending upon the amount of money that you had inside of the bank right and then from Please. TD Bank I moved Avon, over to Love Fargo where I did the same thing I um, had my license and I was talking to customers about Avon, different investment think, right? options and insurance and annuities and etc um, before I actually twist you know moved into entrepreneurship and now uh, starting a franchise here with Jumping Jack Tech. So with that, I've seen a lot in the banking side, and I think it's important that uh, you you understand some of the history of what happens when you actually put your money into the bank. And the reason why I say don't uh, don't keep all of your cash in the bank um, is because of the fact that. For one, um, and I want all of you guys to look this up. I know you can't see the picture, but a certain thing called fractional reserve banking. Okay, and what fractional reserve banking is is basically a bank is required to keep a certain percentage of your deposits and savings. They are only required to keep a certain percentage of that on hand. At the time, that was ten percent. So just to break it down, if you were to give the bank $10,000 in cash, your money, and you gave it to the bank, they're only required to keep $1,000 on hand, 10%. The other 9,000, AKA 90% of that money, they're now reinvesting that money into providing loans, real estate loans, commercial and consumer loans. And they may even be investing into projects that you don't even agree with.
that aren't even a part of your beliefs, but you have no say because of the fact that you gave the money to the bank to, to allow them the opportunity to do whatever they would like to do with the money so that they can make profit. And in return, they'll give you a very, 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 very small percentage yeah. of the profit that they made from the money that you lent to them. Yeah. Okay? So we got to understand that concept before you get an understanding of why putting your money, all of your money into the bank is not a smart thing. Fractional reserve banking. And just so you guys also know, the Federal Reserve, uh, during the pandemic, they actually dropped that reserve from 10% to zero. So technically speaking, as of today, as, we, as we're talking about this is 2021, if you were to give $10,000 to the bank, they're technically not required to keep any of that cash on hand. Now, I know what you're probably saying, well done, but when I look into my online banking, I see you. the money there. That's what they tell you, That's though. That's called digital currency. Right. So that number that you see in your online it's just banking a number. is digital. That's the, that's the liability that the bank has to you if you ever decide to pull out your cash. It's a liability, right? If you had 10000 in a bank, and let's say a, a, a 20,000 other people had 10000 in the bank, let's say everybody decided to come together and say, hey, we all want to withdraw our cash from this very specific bank at the same time, it would make the bank collapse because they don't have all of that cash on hand to invest it. All of the, uh, the banks that are being opened, the, 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 the staff, the marble floors, that's where your money's going. Okay. Um, when, when you when you leave all the all that cash into the in the bank and you're getting close to nothing, yeah. if not zero, because they're marketing to you that you can open up a free checking account. Right. right? Hey, get a savings right. account with zero point zero one percent interest. Right. Yep. But your money is completely safe. Let's switch that mindset here, and this is the point of this video. Switch your mindset from the fact that banks are the, the safest thing in the world because there are a ton of other opportunities that are out there that are just as safe if not safer, that you can put your money into and get a much higher return. It's important to note that you're not going to be able to grow your, your ass, you're not going to be able to grow your wealth, your net worth, unless you're actually, number one, producing more money than inflation. Right, so if inflation is coming around three to four percent a year, right, you actually have to be netting five or higher, right, just to be inflation, which is like an invisible tax. Just to hold on one second. So when he is talking about inflation, things go up four to five percent. Just by just just as an example, when you work, you're supposed to get a raise that offsets the inflation. That's what the raises are for. They offset inflation. So if one year, you know, your paycheck is such and such, inflation next year goes up to, you know, 3%, 5% on bread, 3% on milk and all that shit. You're supposed to get at least 5% more in your paycheck to offset all these extra costs and shit. So that's how I understand it anyway. If somebody else understands it different, let me know. But that's how I understand it. And if you want to let me go with my understanding, okay. You know, but I asked you to tell me and you didn't want to. So, hey.
inflation so that you can actually be earning income. And for those who don't know what inflation is, just to go back and break it down, inflation is, is the cost of products and services and goods and cost of living, etc. That's increasing every single year. It's an invisible tax that increases the cost. You ever noticed how a bag of chips was 50 cent and now a bag of chips is now a dollar, right? That's inflation that goes up over time naturally. And if your money is not actually increasing with inflation, then you'll have the same 10,000, but it may only be worth $9,800 right. in purchasing power. So you're, you're technically losing money in real world value, but you have the same dollar on on paper, right? But real world value, it's not the same. So we have to switch our mindsets around that if we want to be able to grow. We have to become the bank. Yep. We have to become the bank. Now, that's the point of this video. The goal is for you to become the bank and not keep all of your money in the bank when they're not doing anything for you. They're that's lending it. it out to people who are using these opportunities to make more money. Your goal should be to use the bank for what it's for. I should have three to six months minimum of emergency expenses saved. And I'll have that sitting inside of the bank because I don't plan to ever do anything with that money. I need it for worst case scenarios, which I'm a big believer in having a reserve. The same way that the bank was supposed to keep 10% of your money in a reserve if you ever needed the, the, the funds, the same way you should be keeping a certain percentage of your money on a reserve, on hand, in cash, and available to you at any time if you ever need it. Right. That's, the, that, that's what you're using that bank for, right? And if you have a, a phenomenal credit, then you could also use the bank for leverage as lending opportunities if you decide to take that route. But you should only be using a bank for what you absolutely need it for, which is emergency funding. Right. And now as we move forward, how do you actually become the bank, which is the real solution here? Well, first thing first. Banks know where their money is going. Right. They know where their money is flowing. They audit. They audit their money. Mm -hmm. When I worked at the bank as a teller, I had to audit my drawer every day. Every if I was day. Under a penny, I could almost lose my job. They yep. didn't know where every single dollar was going every second of the day. That's it. So starting with number one, if you want to become your own bank, you need to audit your finances on a daily basis. The same way that as a bank teller, I had to audit my drawer at the end of every day to make sure it balanced. You need to be auditing your finances every day to ensure that it balances. Do you know where your money is going? Do you know what's on your bank statements? Do you know how much you're spending in food and in gas and entertainment and, 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 and rent? Do you have these percentages broken down? Because if you don't, you're not operating like a bank. You're just allowing your money to free flow and for everybody to profit off of you and you're never going to be able to move forward if you don't have a clear plan set forth for how you want to have your finances and what percentages that you're going to be spending um, in each category so step number one the most basic thing to do is sit down tonight audit your finances and say okay where is my money going and start making tweaks so that you can I know where mine is going Amazon more money that you need for opportunity and now that we are now auditing ourselves and we're treating ourselves like a bank and auditing, right? Step number two is you need to learn the basics of investing, right? We know if we, if we just talked about this earlier, we know that banks are using 90% of your money yep. 
while 100% as of today, 90 to 100% of your money, and they're reinvesting your money, and they're they're putting it out into opportunities so that they can earn profit, you got to be doing the same thing with your money as well. So you need to learn the basics of investing. Now, how can you learn the basics of investing? Where well, there are two different ways, two ways that I learned. Number one, uh, reading. Reading is fundamental. That is going to be the first step for you to build a solid foundation. Two books that I would suggest, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. These two books have created a solid foundation for me, amongst other books, but they taught me the basics of how money flows, the basics of investing and what. Now, I'm going to say this. He's suggesting two books that the average person should read. Now, please understand that he knows about money. He knew about money. Okay, I'm pretty sure he read these books well after he was 18 and in the game and before he was. I'm pretty sure he didn't read these books before he was in the game. He probably read these books after he was in the game. This is just my assumption. But still, this advice still is just going to hold no matter what the situation is. Make sure that you are reading something that is going to help your brain, not somebody else's. These books were good for him. He's suggesting them to you. If they don't work for you, find something else. Don't stop. Okay? That's my only advice to you is don't take what people say to heart. Take what you can take and use it. Okay? My mother always told me, take what somebody says with a grain of salt. But a lot of this information he is giving you here, you got to go and do the, your own research and you have to pay attention to what he is telling you okay so he is telling you about the banks he says bank 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 you're not saying nothing about credit unions though credit unions are different than banks but they're trying to make it so that credit unions are the same credit unions have a whole nother protection they have a whole nother type of insurance and that was what my mother always told me to keep your money in a credit union and now I'm even thinking about doing something else. And, I, you know, let me tell y'all something. When your spirit speaks to you, listen. Before this fake pandemic happened, something told me, go and buy up all that Lysol. I saw um, a package of Lysol on sale for, you know, a really nice price, but I didn't get it. And wipes and stuff and i didn't something was urging me to go and i just ignored myself and then this pandemic hit and i was like damn now i gotta go and scramble and look for some fucking lysol so now this shit's happening over there and i'm like uh oh shit what do i got in the house for reserve in case these stores start hiking up prices and taking advantage of folks so start thinking about those things. Start thinking about these banks acting up. You know, you know, the gas prices is already showing you. They don't need to be this high. It's ridiculous. And, you know, so just be smart about your money and do, you know, I didn't stop going to get my nails done, my feet done and all that old shit. Cause it's like, mm -mm, it's game over for that. I got that foot peel shit and so a, a fingernail kit, a cute little kit for my toes and my fingernails and shit. And hey, I'm doing that stuff myself. So, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do out here in this world. They got that peel on 
fingernail polish, that fingernail stuff now. I got some of them, but I can't remember where the fuck I put them. <laughs> I got so much shit. Y'all saw the back of my room. When I let y'all see my bedroom in the back. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck. And I bought some dipping nail polish kit. I got all that shit, but I just don't, I just don't like to take the time out because I have carpal tunnel. So my wrists bother me a lot when I do things. So that's another reason why I do videos and I've done videos on social media because my, my hands and my wrists and stuff get to bothering me. So, um, you know, I'm not lazy. I just, I get in pain and I want to, I have to relax because it starts affecting my brain. I start to get a headache and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, just let's listen to the rest of this. We got a little bit more to go. About five more minutes. It's important. And through you doing that reading, you're going to be able to enhance your knowledge and your comfortability around investing so that you understand that it's not a scary thing. That I word is not scary. It's only scary to people who read the news and a lot of the propaganda that's, that's given to you about how people invest their money. They lose so much money yeah. and everybody goes bankrupt, right? That's not the case for a large majority of people who understand what they're doing. The same way that at your job, you know exactly what your task is. You know the process, you know the procedure. But when you first got to the job, you didn't know anything. It was right. scary. Yeah. But as you started to understand and know it, you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You're, you're not going to just clock in and just do your job, clock right out. Same thing with investing. Imagine if you had the ability to clock into your investing, your investing job, right? And then you're going in, you're doing what you need to do, putting into the right opportunities, then you clock out. Same thing, but it takes time for you to learn your process. Yeah. So start reading from, from some of the greats. And the next thing beyond that is, after you understand the, the, the solid foundation of investing, the next thing is start getting your feet wet. There's no better way to understand how to invest your money without actually investing your money. You got to start putting it into opportunities and you need to start seeing how the market works. So one of my favorite investors is Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Y'all should follow him on Instagram. He says something very profound. You should not even start trading in the market until you made like a few thousand paper trades meaning that you're just going into you're, you're going into your brokerage account and you're doing dummy trades with paper money and you're moving with scenarios so that you can get a better understanding of how invest, investing works you can learn from your mistakes without actually losing real money and you can learn from your successes and you're able to develop a process remember what we talked about right the same way that you clock into your job and you have to learn that process now to where you feel comfortable at your gig of clocking in and clocking out and doing your job to the best of its ability you should treat it the same way with investing right that first two three week month trial period paper trading and learn Learning your process so then when it's time to go live and you're putting real money into it now you're able to make better decisions because you learn from the mistakes when you were in the training phase so i thought that was phenomenal what he's teaching there around practicing first before you actually go live but that's important um and you have to actually get your feet wet you have to start investing because listen we know that the banks are not going to do it for you the banks will give you 0.01 percent in interest and right. um that's important so those three things in, in themselves are going to help you to grow further than where you currently are today, right? And by understanding how the banks work, you're able to create a better scenario for you and your money. More importantly as well, here's another, here's just another hack. And, and, and this is not something that I'll elaborate on in the video is that, you know, I don't even use debit cards anymore. I don't use debit cards. 
I only use credit cards. I have the cash necessary to be able to pay my credit card immediately, but I use credit cards. And why? Because the credit cards provide me with reward points. The credit cards provide me with uh, with, with cash back. These are all things your debit card are not doing for you. So by using my credit card, getting rewards, which are going to give me free uh, free amenities, and then also getting cash back, which I was able to just get cash back for like two, like two grand that I was able to pay, to, to literally pay down my, my actual credit card from the cash that I received back from all my purchases. Yo, I'm basically making, getting purchases for free now. You can't do that with a debit card. So there's so many, uh, there's so many downsides to that. So the point of this video was use the bank for what it's supposed to be used for emergency purposes um and if i ever need the funds for whatever reason but any all of my money outside of that point should be going towards aggressively investing my money and having a percentage of that also paying down debt if necessary um but i need to be aggressively growing my money if i want to increase my net worth and i need to continue to keep buying assets the same way that the bank is buying those assets with your money without your permission without your approval well technically you did get permission and approval when you open up the account but in in in, in your sense without permission without approval and into things that you don't even agree with so do not keep all of your money in the bank ladies and gentlemen only what you need invest the rest pay down some debt with the rest and start living free with that said again prince donnell i'm the founder of jumping jack tax franchise stay tuned for the next video as we keep breaking down financial topics again if you need any of the financial services that i talked about from taxes life insurance bookkeeping tax planning and etc text info to 267-792-0185 and also watch some of the previous videos as well where we talked about llc versus s corp the five bank accounts you need to open up your uh your llc with the things you don't know about an LLC, uh, how to pay yourself, so many different videos, and uh, so much knowledge and information. Please plug in. This information is free. And I'll see you on the next video. Peace. Well, 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 I like listening to that. That was good info. I, I, I figured it would be good info for you guys to listen to, and myself as well, because I hadn't listened to the whole thing. I stopped it and I was like, oh, I need to put this on an episode so people get some info, get edu educated. And some of that stuff, some of y'all probably already knew, but it, it, it would, um, it amazes me every time I learn about something. And then I watch somebody else with their money and it's like, you didn't know, like, what? And I'm learning new stuff about credit cards and um, I got to get myself on the ball. I, you know, I have been, I got to, that's a lot I have to do. I don't want to talk about it because you're not supposed to talk about, you know, your plans. But um, it's a lot of stuff I got to do. Got to get myself together because I know. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that. I apologize that the video, you know, you couldn't see it. Um, I don't know how to do my lighting. I probably have to get a lamp over there and shine it on that TV to get it so that it's not blue or hazy. You guys can see the picture clearly. Um, so I have to figure all that shit out. I'll get it. It took me three years. <laughs> 
It took well. Uh, Spotify just got uh, Spotify and Anchor are are together. So Anchor is what you use to put your episodes on your podcast on to to Spotify, and you can also go to Anchor and listen to the episodes. But it's easier listening to the episodes on Spotify. So Spotify just came out, I think, the end of last year or the beginning of this year with video um, podcasts. And I was like, yes, because I do not want to be on YouTube. I was trying to do everything I could so that I didn't have to be on YouTube. So now I can do video on my laptop and put it on Spotify. Don't have to have all that YouTube attention and nonsense. I can have the same audience that listens to me. Y'all can sit up and look at me now with this glare of my glasses. I'll figure stuff out. I'll get a mic and all this kind of stuff. And my older son tried to help me. I think he sent me a mic or something that I should get to do these podcast episodes with. Because he, I was like, I'm not trying to be like anybody you listen to, dude. I'm not trying to be like that. But... I can have a little bit better equipment and things like that with um, now that Spotify has opened up themselves to video. So um, I will do better um, in the future. Just give me some time because I work. Um, I have a lot of appointments coming up with this new job that I'm learning um, by May. They're going to, they're, I'm, I will have been there for six months at least, if not more. By June, I'll be there six months. But I'm catching on so quickly. I'm doing so good. I have such good people helping me. I'm in a really good environment in this new workplace. I mean, I know I'm giving their kudos early, but it always depends on how you start off in a place. And I've noticed that with every job that I've had, um, usually the way you start off is the way you're going to continue and end up. So um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And thank you for watching me. Take care, everybody.